0: Yeah, what's up?
1: Can we talk? Absolutely. What do you guys want to talk about? Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dad Talks. I'm your host, JT Zerodnik, and as always, I'm excited that you have joined us. I'm excited for the dads and guys that have been joining every week, but even more excited for the moms uh, and the gals that have been listening and thank you so much uh, to the gals for listening and the comments you have been giving uh, to us, to me. I've I've enjoyed it because it's um, helping me just get a new perspective on where we're going to take dad talks in season two. And so, season two, want to do some more interviews. Enjoyed the one with Toby. Uh, I thought that was great, and would like to do more content like that. As I said, with the gals processing through this from a you know a woman's perspective of. What does it mean to have legacy as a mom and how can you kind of do some of the stuff and how do mom and dad work together? So excited for things there and would definitely appreciate the comments. Keep them coming. Uh, Let us, you know, let me know what you think, Uh, but also just some of the practical stuff, you know, as dads, what we go through. So thanks again for joining me. This is the final episode for season one. Uh, I will be putting out a bonus episode here in a few weeks based on a post. I got a lot of feedback and I just wanted to comment on it and kind of process through some of those things. And so, yeah, this is it. I can't believe I made it through season one. I'm excited to continue to do this. It's been a lot of fun and a lot of learning for me, hopefully learning for you. And so with this final episode, what I want to do is review the past season and review what we've learned about and then the challenge to you of if you put any it in into practice, but then also to share with you what it's meant for me over the last season, what I've put into practice, or what I've learned, and so just kind of want to go episode by episode, and and just yeah share what I've learned through it. So what's in it for you, the listener, is hopefully just some new material, but really just that challenge as I go through each episode. I want you to be listening thinking "Yeah, have I figured out what does it mean to be a dad and have I begin to think about my legacy or heal some of my wounds or things like that I'm going all right, this is it now let's go do something right It's been a great season. We can listen to all this stuff and get you know pumped up but if we don't do anything with it then what good was it? So episode one, right we talked about what is a dad because we said this is dad talk so we have to define what is a dad. Because, right, we needed that goal, that standard we're living to, that destination we're heading to. And I don't know if, you know, said in that episode, but saying it now that we're all on a different journey, right? We're we're dads that we could be hitting, aiming towards the same goal, but how we get there is differently. And so hopefully hearing that is, I don't have it all figured out. And this is the only way to be a dad saying, no, there's a variety of ways to get there but beginning to think what are some of the key qualities, key elements that we need as dads to get there. And one of the definitions we used was dad as a coach, right? Talked about coaches in our lives that they train you, get you ready to go out on Friday night. Cause I was talking about football and dads are similar to where they train us up and get us ready to go out into the world. And so challenge you begin to think about what kind of dad do you want to be? Right? What kind of dad do you want to be? And, and, That started our journey as we processed through that. And, you know, there's days you're like, oh, I've got it all figured out. And other days I'm like, man, what kind of dad do I want to be? And I think the biggest one is just I want to be respected by my kids. I want to be the dad where they're out of the house. They still want to come hang out with me, but also ask me for advice. And so episode one is what is a dad? And one of the things I learned is actually just talking to my brother uh today and he's a coach he's a head football coach out in kansas and is doing awesome stuff it's it's great to see um him win they're winning but you listen to him talk it's not about winning it's that's important yes but it's about what he says he says he says this to his guys all the time it's not about the two hours on friday that make you a man it's the time outside of that that defines you as a man And he just had all these, you know, cliche coach sayings, and I was giving him a hard time because I'm like, oh, wow, like you're a true coach now because you've got all these cliches. But the point we were both, you know, talking about is that's a good thing because he says these things over and over to his players. So that it's just drilled into their head so they know, Okay, Friday, his whole point with that, it's only for two hours. That doesn't define you. So if you win, great. It shouldn't change the way you think about yourself. If you lose, shouldn't change the way you think about yourself. It's what you do with the rest of the week that should define you. And that's the same for us as dads. Beginning to think about what are our cliche dad quotes, right? What are the things that we say over and over so our kids know what we're about? Now there's sayings that we say just because we're dads and our kids are going to repeat them. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. But really begin to challenge myself and even you guys of thinking about what are the truths that I want to continue to repeat over and over and over to my kids to where it's just almost white noise, but it becomes just habitual to them to where when they're in a situation, they go, oh gosh, I can hear dad's voice as he's talking to me. And, and one of them that I've continued to say over and over and over to my kids, because it's what I'm saying to myself is take responsibility for yourself. Take responsibility for your own actions. Don't blame anyone else. This is on you, right? And so when my kids get in trouble and, well, but, and he, but, and that, button and said, no, right? There's no butts but yours. Take responsibility. So episode one, talking about what is a dad. Episode two began to just talk about my legacy, going through my story. And I'm going to come back to this one at the end a little more of just something I've learned. But one of the things I said, right, is just because you may have come from a bad legacy doesn't mean you have to stay in it. You don't have to be the victim for the rest of your life. And the reason for that, right, is if I play a victim and don't take responsibility for my actions, then what am I handing down to my kids? And that's, as I said, was the heart behind Dad Talks. So begin to think about what is the legacy we're handing to our kids. And in order to do that, we have to work through our own stuff. So episode two, I had shared a lot of what's going on in my life. Episode three, shared a little more. It was about dad wounds and processing through our dad wounds and thinking, how do we even discover them? And there's another podcast I listen to uh, that is just, is great. Um, it's two dads interview other dads and talk about their stuff. Now, the guys they interview are, are big names. They're famous celebrities, athletes, stuff like that. So you most of the time know them, but it's cool to hear their stories. But on one of the episodes one of the guests they had, his name was Miles Adcox. He said this, he says, it's not about the rip, but the repair. Right, he said, it's not about the rip, but the repair. Because he was just talking about the damage in our lives. And so this guy's a counselor. So he had a ton of, you know, little nuggets that he just continued to say over and over and that, you know, he's saying in counseling all the time. But I like that because it made me think about Dad talks, and even for myself, the situation I'm in, like, oh man, are my kids gonna be okay? Are they gonna recover from this? And so it was encouraging to think about that idea of like, it's not about the rip, the rip, that's gonna be bad, but it's it's what you do after it, the repair. And um, yeah, so I, I like that. That's I, in the last couple of weeks, I've been processing through that of what does it mean, you know, to think about repair and not the rip, and even just thinking for some of you guys that might be you know, older to where your kids might be out of the house and there, there was a big rip or division and just like, Oh man, it's over. It's done. And realizing, you know, let's not focus on the rip. Let's focus on the repair and, and just that chance of like, there is hope that could have been bad, but yeah, now let's think about the repair. Uh, episode four, we started talking about you know, do we have to experience pain to grow, break in chains, kind of that idea. And really just that question I was asking, do we need pain in order to grow? And, you know, I gave you some answers in three, uh, episode four and five, kind of processing through a little more, or I guess there's I think I did in three, I'd have to go back and listen to my own podcast. And, you know, one of the things to talk about is the pain comes because it was it was helping us not to teach us something, but unlearn something and beginning to think about wiping away the bad habits to get to that solid foundation so we can build up. Right. That, that was the idea there. And again, this one goes with um, episode two. I've got some thoughts on that from a, another podcast. Yes, I listen to podcasts all the time. So that's what episode four was. And episode four was beginning to think about legacy because it led into episode five of saying, you know, legacies. now. It's the day-to-day choices. Episode five, we were talking about our legacy. And legacy, right, is about life and living. It's about learning from the past, living in the present, and building for the future. That was from the article I mentioned there. And I really like that definition. And then legacy, just going back to that thing, and it's just the habits of what we do over and over would shape our life is that quote from Annie Dillard of how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. What we do with this one hour and that one is what we're doing. And that was a challenge to you, to dads, and hey, moms, to you too, of like what we do in moment to moment is our legacy. Because that's what builds up. And one of the things I'm learning that I'm trying to put some habits in place and uh, James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits, is really that idea. Atomic Habits are like the smallest changes you can do to begin to course correct, essentially, and will get you to where you want to go. Right? And the, the issue that so many of us have a goal that's so far out there and like we want to get to there, but we don't really know how to get there but we have a goal instead of beginning to change the systems. And so, for example, one of the things is I want to be, you know, better at writing or become a writer. Okay, great. He then begins the challenge, we'll create a habit, begin to do things that make a habit to where you're a writer now and beginning to grow that habit to where it's not something later, it's, it's now, if that makes sense. And so that's the idea with dads of like, well, I want to be a great dad, and that's down the road. No, great dad starts now. What can you begin to do to course correct and change that to build up some habits? And so back to the writer thing, you know, I've been, oof, I had only about a week, so we'll see how it goes for the next 30 days of getting up at 530 so I can write and just take 30, 45 minutes of just writing. Sometimes something comes, sometimes nothing happens other than just kind of staring at my screen trying to figure it out, but it's creating those small habits, getting that mindset of I want to be a writer. So this is what I have to do. Episode six started talking about what's your why, right? What is the story you want your kids to tell their kids? And the challenge is once you answer that you have found your why, right? What do I want my kids to tell their kids about me? And beginning to think about the end of mine, just what I talked about there with Atomic Habits, of that's where I want to go, so start now, right? What small steps can you take to get you to that point? Episode 7 was the interview with Toby McCarter, which was so much fun. I hope you enjoyed that. And again, as I said, I'm excited to do more interviews and begin to bring on dads that are doing things that I think are unique or that can benefit others by listening to that. So I wanted to just share... As I said, some of the things that I've learned this past season. And so the episodes that you've listened to previously, I recorded months in advance and then begin to lay them out. So I'm ahead. Episode eight. Yeah, I'll admit it. A little bit of a slacker. I've been a little busy with uh, the job that pays the bills and doing some other things, but also was kind of kind of let's just say this is my excuse. I was waiting to the end because I knew this is the direction I was wanting to take of what I learned, what I gleaned from the season to be able to share with you. And so these are just some of the things I've got from it. So the first one is a quote uh, that I heard on Ted Lasso, which is a TV show, and it's phenomenal. I love it. Um, But the quote he says is from Walt Whitman. He says, be curious, not judgmental. And and I really like that. And I've I've thought about it, and I you know I I don't read a ton of poetry honestly. Um, maybe I should get into it. And I've I've thought about it, and it's been really good because I've had a few incidents where I I used it. I had a a customer who was upset uh, with some of the work I was doing, and instead of being judgmental and you know taking offense, said, okay, let's be curious, let's ask some questions, and kind of figure out what's going on. But it it hit me the other day to begin to use this with my daughter because my eldest daughter is exactly like me. And I don't know if you're like this or if you got a kid that's like this to where I'm not gonna do something just because you tell me to do something at all. I mean, I'm that's I wouldn't say stubborn, but let's say stubborn. In the sense that I need to know the why. I need to know why you're making me do this. Or show me the in, and then I can fill in the middle. Like, if I know the beginning and the end, I don't care what happens in between. I'll take care of it. I don't need you to explain it to me. Just tell me where we're heading, and I've got this. And so, obviously, I'd get in trouble a lot. Because I'd ask, why? 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 Or I want to know, why are we doing this? When is this? What is Just, yeah. And that's my daughter. My oldest daughter is the exact same way. And... So thinking about that, and then you add to her, again, she's just like your dad, to where I don't respond. I I never responded well to a coach that would yell at me when I screwed up or I made a mistake. Because I knew what I did wrong, and I knew what I needed to do to fix it. And someone just yelling at me just makes me mad. Right now, if a coach came alongside and said, hey, did you know what you did wrong? I I did. Okay, what are you going to do to fix it? Okay, great, move on. And that's exactly what I begin to think about with my daughter because she's exactly like me, and it doesn't do well for me to get upset and yell at her, but begin to ask questions and begin to help her process through it. Of going, oh, this is what I should have done, or oh, okay, this was the right thing or wrong thing to do. So that's one of the things I learned: uh, be curious, not judgmental. The other thing, this was um, I was learning is to use stories instead of lectures right with the kids use stories instead of lectures and, and there's a couple things because one like nobody wants to get a lecture right and, and nobody wants to be lectured for five ten minutes but everybody will listen to a story right and i mean that's why we love parables or you know aesop's fables or stuff like that that you're reading and you go, all of a sudden you're like oh i just learned a lesson and i enjoyed it and I was thinking about this, and I, I I used it, and so I took the kids to a pizza place here in town, um, and it it's got pizza and then it's got an arcade. We went there because it was my son's birthday, and I said, "All right, come on, let's go. We'll we'll eat pizza and do this." And <clears throat> it was like it was it was taken for granted. It, it was driving me crazy. They complained about the food, and they didn't want to eat a ton. And then my son, there's a guy, there's magician guy whatever who makes balloon animals and we'll do that and you know so he got one it popped went back got another one it's like okay I'm gonna go get another one because I want this then you know the guy says nope it's a dollar now he's like well give me a dollar dad so I can get another one I said no we're not we're not doing that unless you've got money I'm not paying for that okay so he gets upset about that we kind of get him through that and then, yeah, everybody's again, is complaining about food. They're not really eating. Okay, when are we going to go play the arcade? I said, Well, I didn't say we're going to go play the arcade. I said, We're eating pizza. And if we get there, that's just a bonus. And so then they all get upset and mad. So, you know, going, Okay, let's, we'll make this work. Let's go to the arcade. We got time. So we go to the arcade. I, you have to buy one of those like, cards, you know, you, you load up and then you use that for the games. And I bought one and instantly the complaints, come. Well, why do we have one? Why do we have two? Like, are you guys kidding me right now? You know, and played some games and it's like, well, when are we going to buy our stuff with the ticket, you know, tickets that we go? Why can't I say we're not buying anything. We're just going to wait. Like, let's just wait. Let's get something good and move on. And it just, it just continued on out to the car. And I just got upset and was just like, guys, are you kidding me? Like, I was trying to spoil you guys. And you just have complained all night, just taking everything for granted. It drives me nuts. And so I almost went into one of my dad lectures. But instead, I thought about this this idea of use a story instead of lectures. And you know what? I'll admit it. <laughs> the story I shared um, was one of those those dad stories of just like, this is what, ha- here's what I said. I said, okay, to my son, is it good to get everything you want all the time? That, that, that was the truth I was trying to get to him. So I was trying to figure out how to make this story. So essentially this is my lame story. There once was a kid who got everything he wanted. He got fat, he got rich and he died. That, I mean, that was, that was the gist of my story. And I was like, that was bad. That was dark fast and then you know then I added then there was a kid who had to work for stuff there was a kid who enjoyed life enjoyed what he had didn't take anything for granted you know just like was willing to work was willing to wait for you know which kid do, would you rather be and like well I'd rather be the kid that's alive and I, and I was like yeah that's right maybe I should think this through and and I did and I shared the story and I said okay because he i my son didn't really answer so I said let, let me try this again And I said, imagine there's a kid who has a superpower that when he says, this is what I want, he gets what he wants, right? It it just instantly happens. So if he wants a million dollars, he gets it. If he wants this food, he gets it. And I said, you know what happened to that kid is that he got everything he wanted. He said he wanted these food and he got it, but then he got sick of that food because he had it all the time and had tons of it. And so he began to grow fat. And then he was bored because he had everything. But then the saddest part is this kid had no family. Because at some point he got upset with one of his siblings. says, I don't want my siblings anymore. I want, I want them to go away. And they went away. They were gone. And he got upset at his mom and dad. said, I don't want you to be my parents anymore. I want you to go away. And they were gone he was lonely, and ultimately that kid, you know got everything he wanted and was miserable. And it was amazing because all of my kids were listening, and by the end of it, like, I don't want to be that kid." And I was like, "Oh my goodness, that just worked and And I've used it a couple other times of' just trying to figure out how to do a story, even going back to that quote of being curious, not judgmental, beginning to think. How can I help them understand this instead of just lecturing? Because lectures don't work. And lectures don't aren't fun for me as a dad. I don't like it. I don't like the way, say, you know, angry, yelling, upset, whatever. And so that, oh, I don't know. See if that helps you. Just to begin, before you just berate your kid, go, how can I use a story? And it was interesting because it made me think through what I was going to say. It made me think through... Instead of just a candid answer and yelling, beginning to use it as a moment to teach. And it did. It stuck to my kids' brain of like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, another thing that I'm beginning to learn is just beginning to develop gratitude is really hard for me. And, and here's what I'm, I mean because I struggle to be all in where I'm at, especially in the season that I'm at. I just feel like I'm in transition that the season of life that I, you it, the, here's what I kind of think about it. If, like so many of us, when this whole COVID thing started, it was like, I can't wait for this two weeks to be over so we can go back to normal, right? Then two months and just like, when will we ever go back to normal? And remember pastor, and then it kind of became a theme of like, normal is gone. There's the new normal the, the way we used to do things are gone. We'll never be the same. This is what we're moving forward to. And I think I've just been kind of unwilling to accept that. That the way life was is never going to be ever again. Even, even and you know, because this is what I begin to think. Even if, you know, ex-wife and I got back together and... You know, had a, a fi- you know, the family and continue on with it. It's not going to be the same that it was because I've had, I have friends who have separated and went through that stuff and come back together. It ain't the same. It's different, which it's not different, isn't bad. And so that's when it really hit me of like, man, I got to be in this moment, be grateful for what I've gotten instead of wishing for something later on down the road. Right. I need to be thankful for where I'm at because part of what I begin to realize is that falls onto my kids because they can sense it and they can hear me and you can hear the dissatisfaction in them of like, oh yeah, we don't, this isn't home or we don't really like this place and just, man, when we begin to invest here, it gets better for them because I'm also thinking, why don't I just invest saying, I don't know how long we're going to live here, but we're going to make the best home we can. And I I don't know how long the season will last, but we're going to make the best of it because this is where we're at and this is what we're doing. And so what has helped the gratitude of beginning at night, right? And I've done it for a while and I took a break. And that's when I just went, crash is at night, write down three things I'm grateful for. Three things that I'm grateful for. And sometimes it's the simplest thing of like, I had bacon tonight. I enjoy bacon. I mean, it's not super deep things. It's just something to get your mind out of the negative and onto the positive. And so that's another one that I've just been learning of like, be where you're at instead of hoping for the future because who knows when that future is going to come or if it'll even happen. Be where you're at now. And so the last thing here as we wrap up, going back to those, you know, my legacy, the dad wounds, and that question, you know, do we have to experience pain to grow? And so I was listening to... um again another podcast and so let's be honest i listen to a lot but also when you're painting and you're just alone your music gets annoying and tiring so why not listen to podcasts and grow and learn so that's what i do so on this idea of experiencing pain uh this is from the paul trip podcast i'm saying that just to give credit where credit is due because the thoughts and things i'm saying this is from him this isn't my own thoughts um And it was an episode, uh, he's starting, so it's the Paul Tripp podcast, then it's like the connecting podcast within that podcast where he's bringing on a guest host and they're kind of processing through some stuff. But here's what they they said. So I just wanted a little excerpt from it and and just comment on that. So in our pain, in the stuff that we go through that, to not negate the pain, right, it says, if we negate the pain, we negate why Christ came. Now, again, I know some of you listening may not be Christians. And and I've said this the whole time. Like, I don't know how you can go through the things I've gone through or how people go through rough things without Christ because it sounds awful. And they get into it, right? So they say, if if I negate the pain, then we negate why Christ came. because And they talk about it. So the reason Christ came is he experienced the pain and messiness, and he understands it all, right? He experienced the worst murder that the world has seen, right? I mean, just his death on the cross was just a huge injustice. But he understands pain, and it wasn't just the cross. You look at his life, and he went through lots of pain because... Then when we're going through, like he's gone through it, he understands he can be with us. And and so they use this idea of the withness of God, that God is with us through it all. And and Paul Tripp shares this idea. And again, it, it only makes sense if you're Christian. If you're not, you're just kind of like, I don't get it. But even, you know what, even if you're not, I mean, it's a good challenge and he said, Paul Tripp's talked about it. He says, you know, I, I wanted life to be comfortable. And a lot of us do. A lot of us want life to be comfortable. We want a good job, a good house, a good car, good kids. We want our kids to end up being good, smart, good college, right? Like that's, the, it's all good. You know, the question, how are you doing? I'm good. Everything is good. We want it to be comfortable. And then he says, right, and so I I'd want my life to be comfortable, but when things weren't comfortable, I would spend my time thinking about when will this move on. That goes back to the gratitude thing I was talking about. Right when life wasn't comfortable it was like when will this get better? When will this move on? When will I be comfortable again? And so the goal was I want to get back to being comfortable. And that hit me because again, as I said going back to that gratitude thing of that's where I'm at of going when will this just crappy season that I'm in be over? Like, I want it to be over. I want to move on. I'm done and get back to normal. But normal ain't ever going to happen again. I've got to create a new normal. And, and and Christ is with me and teaching me. And so here's the thing he says. He says, what if the pain never ends? And all I care about is the finish line. You're missing it. And it says, what says, what if this instead, that the pain never ends. Instead of caring about the finish line, you look to the side and you see Christ is running with you. And there may be times he's carrying you. He says that's the key. That's that's the difference in mindsets. to to try to get through it as fast as we can. And and again, that's a challenge I'm facing that I want to be done. I want to move on like I just want to get back to stability and stuff that just man makes sense. But beginning to think about, what am I missing? And that's that being present, of looking around and going, what is going on right now that I need to be learning so that I can move forward? Or even with us as dads of going, okay, it might be a little uncomfortable for me right now, but the, my kids, my family, what is going on with them? What are they learning? What do they need from me at this moment that I don't miss it? And and this this is... This is the tough part about Christianity, and here's what Paul Tripp said, right? He said, life, in our life, it was not intended for us to be comfortable, but to be transformational. It's not intended for us to be comfortable, for us to go through and have a comfortable life, but to be transformed. He says, you and I need to be rescued from ourselves. The problem is not outside of us, but it's inside of us. Me, it's inside of you. That's the point of the the, the pain. Now, it, it, that's where it gets weird of like, okay, so you're saying, you know, I mean, this guy was, oh, one of the guys was abused, one of, you know, had just a terrible father. And, and that's not it. They're saying, but the issue and, and the difference as a Christian, we're not negating the pain. The pain sucks. Right. And that's even something they get into too, to where we as Christians don't understand that of go read the Psalms, right? And there's either extreme rejoicing, worshiping, or extreme mourning. We kind of just sit in the middle of like, I'm good. Not like my life is crumbling and so I am crying and that's okay. Or my life is amazing and these things are going great. Or even it's not great, but I'm worshiping God. And, and and just that challenge of just reminder of as we're going through pain to actually sit in it. I don't know about you. I hate it. I hate sitting. I hate just going, okay, this is God is teaching me something. There's something I'm supposed to be learning. And not necessarily saying that he's keeping me here until I learn that lesson. That That's not it. He's walking me through it and getting me through it, but saying there's a lot of stuff you can learn as you process through this that's going to make you better for the future. And I know it to be true because that's that's what led me to do this. That's what's getting me through these things is that the lessons I've learned from that I can give to others. But it doesn't make it any easier. Like, I don't want to hear, oh, your life was not intended to be comfortable but transformational. And I don't know why I just did that. Whatever, Right? like i want a comfortable life but here's the thing i'll leave you with we want a comfortable life but then we complain because it's too comfortable right it's too boring think about it we've lost the passion we lost the desire we lost right. we have just lulled ourselves into comfort to where the wild excitement that we used to have as kids or young men or young women is just gone. And, and and then we're curious of like why we're depressed, why our marriages suck, why our kids are bad, why we just don't have any desire to do anything because we have lulled ourselves into comfortable, convinced ourselves that as long as I'm just good and comfortable, life is good, not realizing that it's in the chaos that brings the joy, that brings the transformation, that you have to go out, kids, and go scrape your knee and fall off your bike and do these things because they create adventures, they create stories, they teach you, they harden you, they develop you. And so ending that this season one of that of dads, we don't want to live comfortable lives. We need to live transformational lives. And this whole episode, this whole season has been talking about that idea that some of us, some, forget some of us, all of us need to be uncomfortable in the idea of our emotional health, of processing through what is going on inside of us so that we can be transformed, so then that we can lead our kids better. Getting out of scrolling through social media or watching Netflix or just numbing ourselves from what is going on of saying, oh, work was bad, so crack a beer, forget all about it. No, work sucked. Why? What are you doing about it? Because the example that we said our kids are going to follow. Yes, it's a lot of pressure, but that's what we called to do. We're dads. So dads, season is ending. Season one is all about legacy. And beginning to think about what are we doing to add to the story that our kids tell when we're gone. So thanks again, guys, for listening to this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this whole season. Uh, If you could, it helps out so much to share this. Share this on social media. Copy the link, send it, text it to a friend. Whatever it might be, just continue to get out the word there. And so thank you again for listening, and uh, we'll be talking to you guys soon.